our Father, which art in heaven, we come now to tell you thank you. God, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and your mercy. God, we thank you for all you've done for us. We understand you've been better to us than we could be to ourselves. Father, we pray that you would forgive us of all of our sins. Wash us with your blood. God, create in us now a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. God, have your way. You are the pot and we are the clay. So we ask now that you use your word to mold and make us into what you have us to be. God, help me sit down that, that, that you may stand up. Let Salem see none of me but all of thee. God, if I'm too high, please bring me down. If I'm too low, please lift me up. If I have too much, please take away. But if I don't have enough, please add to the service. God, use me as only you can. And when we leave this place, let no man be celebrated or get the credit. But let us leave saying it was nothing but the Holy Ghost. We love you right now. We magnify you. We glorify you. We ask then again, God, that you will rebuke the hand of the devil and any distraction that he will present to us that will hinder us from hearing your word. But then most importantly, God, help us not to just be hearers of your word, but most importantly, help us to be doers of your word. God, we give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. It's in the precious, powerful, pure, and priceless name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. We are glad and we are rejoicing in it. If you're glad to be in God's house today, can you give our God some praise? Amen. I feel like David when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. There's no better place to be than in the house of the Lord. We give honor to God, our Father, Jesus Christ, who's our Savior and our Redeemer, the Holy Spirit, who's our comfort and our guide, to this wonderful pastor, your pastor, my brother, my friend, my mentor, one I look up to, Dearly, Pastor Richard Haynes. Can we thank God today for Pastor Haynes? Amen. I, I get a chance to go places, but there are some places I go, I have to remind the congregation. I'm sure you know it, but I just want to remind you. Some churches got good preachers, but they don't have good pastors. Other churches got good pastors, but they ain't got good preachers. You've been blessed, Salem, to have both a great preacher and a great pastor. Amen. To his son... Jason, we give God praise for him as well. To Sister Haynes and to Jason's wife, to the leadership and fellowship of this church, all the ministers of the gospel, to everyone who is here, but then to my lovely and beautiful wife, Miss Kiana, amen. Thank God for her being here as well. To all of you, our Father's children, it's a blessing to be alive. I'm grateful that God has allowed all of our names to be on his wake-up list. Touch me with a finger of love. I want to look today in Mark chapter number 5. Mark chapter number 5. There's a couple of passages I wrestle with what to preach today. Reverend Jason Haynes gave me the text, sent the text, said that Salem's theme this year is the year of overcoming. It's a text that came to my mind in Mark chapter 5 anybody who's been in church any amount of time has probably already heard this story but as the old preachers say we can get fresh water from an old well Mark chapter 5 I want to look at two verses key in on two verses verse 35 and verse number 36 Mark chapter 5 verse 35 and 36 Whatever the custom is here, I ask that you follow this custom as we prepare to read the Word of God. Mark chapter 5, verse 35 and 36. I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. My copy of God's Word says, While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. I want to use that text today and talk about holding on when you're on hold. Holding on when you are on hold. Brothers and sisters, 
there's a new extra part of our bodies that we have. It's, I say it's an extra part of our body because it's a part of our body, but we wasn't born with this part. We were born with eyes, born with hands, born with legs, born with feet, we were born with ears, we were born with a mouth, but since birth, we have added a new part of our body that we was not born with. Again, there are certain parts that we know we were born with hands, eyes, feet, ears, mouth, other parts, but we have a new part. Some people added this new part in as a child. Some added it as an adult. Some added it way in their adulthood and when they became a seasoned saint. I added this part of my body when I was in middle school. Pastor Ivan, what are you talking about? A new part of our bodies that we have, we wasn't born with. We all have a new part of our body we wasn't born with called a cell phone. Since birth, all of us have added a new part of our body. It's called a cell phone. You can't catch none of us in public or even in our own homes without our cell phone. Matter of fact, it's hard to imagine life without a phone. It has become a new part of our bodies. And the phone was created by a man named Alexander Graham Bell. Phones used to answer the basic questions and allow companies to join together from distant locations to create contracts and business transactions. People have often used phones as a way to communicate with each other. That was something that was added by a man named Milton H. Herzman. He You added something to a phone back in the day called a whole signal. A whole button where you could be talking to one person and someone else call while you was having a conversation and the first person you was having a conversation with, he allowed you to put that person on hold. If you're like me, if you put me on hold for too long, I have a tendency to hang up and to just talk to you at another time because whoever you're talking to and whatever you're talking about must be more important than the conversation we was once having. And so if you put me on hold too long, I will hang up. But, but Herzman allow businesses to use this hold button because it allowed them to gain more business. While I was trying to sell you something, I could put you on hold in the middle of, the, of us discussing our contract, put a new customer on the line, and try to gain their business as well. It was a business tactic to try to gain more customers. So, so, so Herzman created the hold button and now all of us have a hold button and we can put each other on hold. But I want to tell you today, Salem, that, that Milton Herzman is not the first person to ever put someone on hold. In our text today in Mark chapter 5, Jesus places Jairus on hold. And sometimes it's hard when we are placed on hold because, again, if you place me on hold while I'm talking on the phone, I have the possibility of hanging up and talking to you at a later time. But Salem, I've come to Liber to discuss with you what do you do when Jesus places you on hold? What, what do you do when you've reached out to the one who can heal your bodies? What do you do when you've reached out to the one that can put your child back together again? What do you do when you reach out to the one who can fix your marriage? What do you do when you reach out to the one that can put food on your table? What do you do when you reach out to the man who can fix your problems and calm your storms, but he places you on hold? It, it seemed like in March of 2020, when COVID-19 entered the scene, it looked like Jesus placed us on hold. Not just individually, but even our churches. Some of our churches have never been the same since March 2020 because for some of us, it seems like we've been placed on hold. Pastor Haynes, I was talking to my cousin yesterday, and he told me in December they're going to close their church. A church that once had 10,000 members is going to shut their door 
hold in December of 2021 and it looked like that church has been placed on hold. So what do you do when your church seems to be on hold? What do you do when your own individual life seems to be on hold? What do you do when Jesus places you on hold? So Mark in his book rarely mentions names when he describes miracles, but here he describes and mentions Jairus by his name. Jairus probably never thought he would be placed in the predicament of waiting on Jesus. But life, friends, has a way of putting all of us in some uncomfortable positions. Life has a way of putting us in some uncomfortable places. Life has a way of hitting us with an uppercut and trouble has a way of finding your address and trouble has a way of finding all of us and it does not matter what kind of security system you have in place at your home. Trouble has a way of finding your address and here's what trouble does. Trouble finds your address knocks on your door and does not ask can he come in he just barges his way on in and trouble finds your guest bedroom drops his luggage and sits down in your recliner and has the audacity to ask you what you serving for dinner because trouble knows he's not leaving no time soon trouble has a way of finding all of us and my grandmother couldn't make it today but if she was here she would say like this if it haven't been no rain in your life just wait a while. Trouble will show up at your address. Trouble has a way of finding all of us. Yeah, I, I know you've been coming to Salem for a long time, but trouble still has a way of finding you. I know sometimes you have your own church position, but still trouble has a way of finding us. And unlike people in America, trouble doesn't discriminate. Trouble finds all of us and and, and, and J. Iris finds himself facing some trouble. And Jesus is, J. Iris rather, is drawn to the feet of Jesus the same way many of us are. And, and some of us can testify that, yes, Pastor, I know what you're talking about. Trouble will find our address. Trouble will show up at our door. But some of us would testify, if it wasn't for trouble, I wouldn't be in church today. If, if, if it wasn't for trouble, I wouldn't read my Bible. If it wasn't for trouble, I wouldn't pray. If it wasn't for trouble, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have with the Lord. Sometimes trouble has to bring us to Jesus because as long as we try to make it on our own and as long as everything is going good and as long as everything is going well, we won't come to church, we won't pay our tithes, we won't read our Bibles, we won't pray. But when trouble shows up, trouble has a way of making us live our hand and say Lord have mercy on me trouble trouble finds us and trouble often problems often brings us to Jesus and so J. Iris finds himself to Jesus because his daughter is sick she's in a serious condition and J. Iris has probably exhausted all of his options and used everything he knows to do but now after trying everything and everybody J. Iris must place his faith in Jesus Christ and so friends again the question arises how do we handle being placed on hold by Jesus they, 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 J. Iris shows up and says to Jesus, Jesus, I need you to come and, and place your hand on my daughter. Because if you come, show up at my house and put your hand on my daughter, I know that you have the power and the ability that if you touch her, she will be healed. Again, J. Iris says, if you show up at my house and put your hands on my daughter I know you have the ability to heal her third time is a charm J. Iris says Jesus if you show up at my house and put your hand on my daughter because you have power and healing in your hands that if you place your hand on my daughter she will be healed and she will live but Pastor Haynes sometimes we have a tendency even with good intentions of placing Jesus inside of a box what do you mean pastor because J. Iris says if you come to my house and put your hand on my daughter she will be healed and she will live but the Bible 
Bible says in the beginning God said let there be light and there was light and John says nothing was made without him everything that was made was made through him and so Jesus was there from the beginning and so yes he's right Jesus has the ability to put his hand on the daughter but Jesus don't just have to put his hand on the daughter Jesus can stay where he is and open his mouth because if he opens his mouth whatever he says has to happen and sometimes friends we have to be careful even when we have good intentions of placing Jesus inside of a box and sometimes everybody has their own reason for coming to church but sometimes I need the church not just to preach to people sometimes I got to preach to myself because I got to tell the Lord Lord I need you to speak to my situation I got problems in my home I got problems on my job I got problems in my life and I need you to make a way for me and sometimes we have to be careful of placing Jesus inside of a box so Jesus knows that he doesn't have specifically go to the house he can speak but he decides to go to the house anyway so they're, they're going, and, and can you imagine, they're going to the house, and, and, and as they're walking, J. Iris is leading the way. He turns around and looks for Jesus, and Jesus is still there. They goes a little further. He turns around, look for Jesus. Jesus is still there. He goes a little further. He turns around, look for Jesus, and Jesus is still there. He goes a little further, turns around, and look for Jesus, and Jesus is still there. But all of a sudden, he turns around, and Jesus is no longer there. Hold on. Hey, 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 hey. Where's Jesus? We, we, we gotta we gotta get to to get to the house because my daughter is sick every moment counts I, I I need a miracle and I don't have time to be placed on hold Jesus I need you to show up at the house and when Jairus turns around and finally finds Jesus he finds Jesus interacting with another woman hold on Jesus we was already headed to my house. I had already described the problem that I was having and now you have placed me on hold and sometimes when we pray to God, sometimes when we've read our Bible, sometimes when we've pressed our way and made it to church and even when we've done everything right, Jesus will still place us on hold. Sometimes, friends, this may not make nobody shout, but sometimes Jesus will put our faith on trial. And what do you happens to you when your faith is on trial? There are three answers when we pray. There's yes, there's no, and even when Jesus says no, sometimes he says no because he has something better than what you ask for. And then there are times when Jesus says, not yet. Some, sometimes Jesus can say yes. Sometimes Jesus can say no. And sometimes Jesus can say not yet. I want to tell you, friends, that when you've been placed on hold, I want to leave three suggested points for you. Then I'll take my seat and let you enjoy the rest of your day. Number one, you have to remember you have his presence even when it looks like you don't have his attention. Again, you got to remember you have his presence, even when it seems like you don't have his attention. Jesus is having a conversation with the woman, and it seems as if Jesus has forgotten about Jairus. But you got to remember the only reason that the woman was able to have interaction with Jesus is because Jesus was going with Jairus to his house. Again, the only reason the woman was able to stop Jesus is because Jesus was walking with Jairus. And sometimes life has a way of making us feel like we're alone. Life has a way of making us feel like we're facing this trouble by ourselves. And the devil wants you to think if God loved you, he would have delivered COVID-19 by now. If God loved you, he wouldn't let you go through the trial you're going through. If God loved you, he wouldn't make you face this thing alone. If God loved you, you wouldn't feel like that. But you got to remember that the word says he will never leave us, nor will he forsake.
forsake us, but he will be with us always, even to the end of the world. And sometimes, Pastor Haynes, even when we look in the church as pastors, it makes us look around and the devil wants to think it's time for us to quit on the job. And the devil wants us to think it's time we turn in our resurrection letter. But Jesus says, you keep on working. And Jesus says, you keep on fighting. And Jesus says, you keep going on. And that's what I've come to Salem to tell you. As you celebrate today, you got to keep on pushing tomorrow because there's some souls still need to be saved. There's some folk still need to hear the gospel. There's some young folk who praying to the universe. And there's some young folk who trying to manifest stuff. But you don't have to pray to the universe when you can pray to the God of the universe. And there's some folk who trying to talk about I talk to my ancestor. I don't have to talk to my ancestor. I talk to the God of my ancestor because my ancestor said and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known you are not in this thing by yourself you have the presence of the Lord with you you can't forget that 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 you have the presence of the Lord and listen listen here waiting with Jesus is better than worrying all by myself let me say it again. Waiting with Jesus is better than worrying all by myself. And sometimes we try to press Jesus and sometimes we get upset. But just be glad you got his presence. Listen, I may not live in a two-story house, but I'm grateful that when it rains, I got a roof over my head. I may not drive a luxury car, but I'm grateful that my car gets me from point A to point B. I may not eat steak and baked potato every night. But I'm grateful I got a stove and I got a piece of a bologna and I can burn the edges and give me some potato chips and give me some Kool-Aid and put some on my stomach and not go to bed hungry at nighttime. I may not have what other folk have, but I'm grateful for what I have. And can I just ask y'all today, anybody know God's been good to you? Anybody know God has made a way for you? Anybody know God has provided for you? And as the old saint said, if he doesn't do anything else, he's already done enough for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I have the I have the presence of the Lord with me. And maybe J. Iris is frustrated. And maybe J. Iris can't understand why he's on hold, but at least he's in the presence of the Lord. Friends, when you've been placed on hold, you got must remember the same thing that at least you have. The presence of the Lord right there with you. And when you come up against life challenges, you must remember that Jesus is always with you. That trouble will find you. Trouble will come your way, but you don't have to play face trouble by yourself. So, so, so J. Iris is on hold. But J. Iris must remember that he has the presence of the Lord. J. Iris must remember that, that, that he, has, he serves of God. He has God with him who can and will make a way. But, 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 but the woman touches Jesus. And Jesus asked the question, who touched me? She, she was at first afraid because she said she, she tried to press her way. And in that day, she was considered, because she's been bleeding so long, she was considered ceremonially unclean. And, and, and they believed that, that she couldn't be around other people because whoever she came in contact with because she was unclean. That if she came in contact with them, she would then make them unclean. Again, she, she was considered a ceremonial unclean person and anybody she came in contact with, anyone she came in contact with, she was not supposed to touch them because they believed she, because she was unclean, she could make a clean person become unclean. And, and so she, she, with this thinking in mind, she, she says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to press my way and get to Jesus, and I'm going to touch the hem of his God. I, I, I'm not going to touch him because if I touch him because I'm unclean and he's clean, if I touch him, I may then make him unclean. So I won't touch him, I touch his hem. Because even with his him, because it's connected to him, 
he has more medicine in the him than Walgreens, CVS, and any other pharmacy put together. Now, I don't have to touch him because I might make him unclean, but I can touch something that's connected to him. But I wish she could have showed up to Salem today to help y'all celebrate church anniversary because I'd have told that woman, you don't have to touch the H-E-M, you can touch the H-I-M because when you touch him, you don't make him unclean, he makes you clean. That when you touch him, you don't rub off on him. Instead, he rubs off on you. Somebody can testify today that I used to be in the world, but now I'm in the church because I came in contact with Jesus and I didn't rub off on him. Instead, he rubbed off on me she touched the hem of his garment and the Bible says immediately he felt the virtue come out of his body and he said who touched me the woman makes known that it was her who touched him he says daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your disease imagine though that Jairus has contacted Jesus told Jesus I need you to come put your hand on my daughter they was on his their way to Jairus house and this woman interrupts Jesus touches Jesus she's healed but news shows up that Jairus' daughter is dead. Oh, man, that, 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 that would mess. Now, I know some of y'all, your Bible's bigger than mine. You've been, you've been in church way longer than I've been alive, and you've been with Jesus a long time. And so that may not bother you, but me, I'm still a young man. I'm, I ain't nothing but 29 years old. I ain't even 30 yet. That would have bothered me. Hold on now, Jesus. I, I got here first. We was already headed to, to, to the house, and, and this woman interrupted me, and she's here, but my daughter is dead. But, but Pastor Haynes, Dr. F. Bruce Williams, preached this text one time, and F. Bruce Williams says that when the folks came and said, don't trouble the master any further, your daughter is dead, they got the truth and the facts mixed up. How, how do you do that? How, how do you get the truth and the facts mixed up? Because if something is a fact, shouldn't it make it true? But Dr. Williams says, it's a fact that I'm a sinner and I deserve to go to hell. But the truth is that Jesus died, took my place, and instead of me going to hell, I'm on my way to heaven. Now, it was all right for them to say, tell the man that his daughter was dead, but they went too far by telling him, don't trouble the master no more. Don't you put your situation in your hand. Jesus says, don't worry about that report listen to my report be not afraid but just go on with me now listen you got to remember when you're on hold you have his presence even when it seems you don't have his attention but check this out check this out that was a time now this is a long time ago i'm talking about many 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 moons ago like like in the stone ages we don't even do this no more but back in the day long long like for real long time ago we used to go to a place called the moon we don't do that no more. Mm -mm. No, we don't go to the movie. But, but, but we used to go to the movie. Kiana and I, when we were dating, that's one of the main spots we went was to the movies. And, and we would get there, and, 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 and when we got there, we was going to see one movie. But before we saw the movie we was intending to see, they would show something called previews. When, when they showed the previews, they was going to show you a movie that was coming out. They wanted to show you the highlights of that movie to grab your attention, to make you come back to the movies once that movie come out. Now, the movie that they were showing the previews to had already been made. The movie was already put together. It was already completed, but they only showed you the highlights. And at the end of a movie that was already put together, they would say, coming soon when you've been placed on hold you got to remember you have his presence even when it seems you don't have his attention but when you've been placed on hold you got to learn how to look at the previews and you got to understand that what seems like an interruption is sometimes a divine delay and sometimes what Jesus will do Jesus will send you a divine preview to remind you this is what I'm able to do for you this is what I'm going to do for you and sometimes Jesus already has the miracle prepared for us but he shows us the preview and shows us enough highlights for us to just hang on just a little while longer listen in case somebody has been sick I've come to tell you he's a doctor that's never lost a patient because I'm the patient he did not lose somebody who worried about how your bills gonna be paid somebody else can testify that we serve a master who can pay all of our bills we serve someone who can put food on our table sometimes that's why it's good to come to church and that's why you should not neglect to assemble yourself with other believers because sometimes Jesus lets you look 
look in and see a sneak peek of their life so he can show you a preview and he can say, just like I did it for them, I'm able to do it for you. Again, 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 I'm, I'm a young man. Sometimes I allow, I allow small stuff to, to, to mess with me. I allow small stuff to aggravate me. I, I, I was easily, easily getting mad and, and easily upset. And there was three ladies that go to my church. Three ladies go to my church. One, one she had one son. And her son, she had one daughter, rather. And her daughter had one son. So this woman had one daughter, and the daughter had one son, so she had one grandchild. She lost her grandson. We buried her grandson on a Saturday, and she came back to church that next Sunday morning. So another lady, I was preaching in Atlanta, and she had an aneurysm on the brain. She was 84 at the time. Now she's 89. What that take you? She survived the aneurysm on the brain. And, and then I had one more that would take chemo on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. If a holiday fell on a Monday, she would have to take it to Sunday prior to the Monday. But she would take it so early, early enough that when she leave there, she would still come to Antioch and give God some praise. Listen, one lady lost her only grandson. Another lady, she uh, had to take chemo sometimes on Sunday and would even take it before church. And then there was another lady who, who was going through her own trial. She had an aneurysm on the brain, but she survived. And listen, some Sundays you come to Greater Antioch, you'll think I'm the best preacher in the world because everybody's saying amen, waving their hand, clapping their hand. Other Sundays, same church. Same preacher, same folks. You think I'm the worst preacher in the world because they don't say nothing. When, when we sang the contemporary songs, the young crowd stand up. When we sang traditional and quartet songs, my older crowd, they get up. But those three ladies, it doesn't matter what I'm preaching about. It don't matter if we sing contemporary song. It don't matter if we sing a quartet song. They find a way to stand up. They clap their hand. They wave their hand. And they say, preacher, you preach on. You keep on preaching, son. And when I think about my small problems, and when I I look at a lady that done bury her only grandson. When I look at a lady that just finished and taking chemo and when I look at a lady that survived the aneurysm on the brain, if they could praise God with their problem, what I look like getting mad with my small problem. And when I look at them, it's a preview and God said, just like I did it for them, surely I'm able to do it for you. Can y'all give me about 30 seconds and can we just have a preview praise that when I look back, maybe God has and brought it yet but the miracle is ready the miracle is already put together and Jesus said it's coming soon but I don't have to wait till he do it I can wave my hand and I can praise him in advance because he's gonna make a way for me Jesus Jesus healing this woman was a preview of what he was gonna do for Jairus daughter and you got to remember that just because it's a delay does not mean it's a denial. And Jesus knew that Jairus needed to see the miracle to believe for his own. I'm done, but you got to remember when you've been placed on hold, you have his presence. Even when it looks like you don't have his attention. When you've been placed on hold, you got to look at the previews. But then lastly, when you've been, been placed on hold, it allows you the opportunity to see God's power on display. People again came to Jairus to tell him his daughter is dead. But again, Jesus says, don't listen to them. That you got to follow me. And, and, and being with Jesus, again, does not stop my trouble. But being with Jesus always gives me a solution to my trouble. And, and Jesus says, don't listen to them. When we started this journey, I was following you to your house. Now you come on and follow me. Let's get to your house. Let's, let's go because I want to show you what I'm able to do. I want to show you I'm able to make a way. And Jesus showed up at the house. And, and folks was crying. They had paid people. They had professional mourners to cry and weep and mourn. And Jesus says, there's no need in y'all crying. She's not dead. She's just sleeping. Some people heard what Jesus said and started laughing at Jesus. And Jesus put them out the house, kicked them out, and, and took the little girl by her hand and said to Letha Kuma, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And, and the Bible says that the little girl got up and he was able to give the girl back to her parents. She was 12 years old. 
And the woman who had been bleeding had been bleeding for 12 years. Jesus shows I'm, I'm, I'm Lord over death, but I'm Lord over every disease. And, and sometimes when you've been placed with a problem and, and, and there was a time I had a medical issue going on and I went to my regular doctor, but my regular doctor couldn't help me. And so what she did was sent me to a specialist. But the old folks said God specializes in things that seem impossible and he will do what no other power can do. Salem, thank you for having me today. I've enjoyed being here, but sometimes I've come to tell you, you will be placed on hold. But when you're placed on hold, it's not time to hang up. Because even when you're on hold, at least Jesus still is on the line. You, you just got to learn how to be patient. You just got to learn how to wait. And I'm sure there are some old saints that's been down to Salem through these 187 years. They'll tell you there's been times we've been placed on hold. But the same God that brought us out, the same God that delivered us, the same God that took care of us, if he did it for us, surely he could do it for y'all. Y'all hang on in the happy anniversary. Keep on serving God. But, but sometimes stuff seems dead. Again, with COVID-19, many of our churches seem to be dead. That, that, that when we look on the news and keep receiving bad news, it looks like our government is forever dead. When, when, when we keep looking at black bars, killing other black bars, it looks like us as an ethnicity, it seems to be dead. That, that, that when so much happening, everything around us seems to be dead. But even when things look dead, I got a word for you. We have a Savior who's a life giver. What can Jesus do with death? A little boy can testify and tell you that Jesus will stop a funeral procession. That he can wake you up from the dead and give you back to your mom. What can Jesus do with death? Lazarus can testify that he'll show up at your grave and call you by your name. And Lazarus, the old preacher said it was good that he called Lazarus by his name because if he just said, come forth, Abraham would have got up. Noah would have got up. Moses would have got up. David would have got up. But since he didn't want all of them, Lazarus can testify. He'll call you by your name and tell you to come up out of the grave and you'll get up out of that grave. What can God do with death? Jesus himself can come to the stand and say that they can put nails in your hands. They can put spikes in your feet. They can put you in a barber tomb and you can lay down three days. But Jesus will testify that God will raise you from the dead. Even when it looks like stuff is dead you gotta learn how to trust in God and even when it seems like you've been placed on hold you gotta hang on in there trusting him who will not leave you whatsoever years may bring if by earthly friends forsaken still more closely to him king covet not the world's vain riches that so rapidly decay but seek to gain the heavenly treasures they will never pass away but when your journey is completed if to God you have been true fair and bright your home and glory your enraptured soul with you all I've come to tell you is hold to his hand God's unchanging hand build your hopes on things eternal hold on to God's unchanging hand I'm done Salem but that was a that was a man who, who had a little boy. Him and his wife had a son, and one day his wife died. And when his wife died, he prayed before the wife died. She got sick, and the man had prayed, God, please heal my wife. Please bring her back to her family. But instead, God decided to take that lady. And the man got upset and became an atheist and did not believe in God. And so the son started growing up, and he told the little boy, said, boy, don't you ever go to church because we don't believe in God. And every Sunday, the little boy friends will walk by and they would invite the little boy to go to church but the daddy wouldn't let the boy go the daddy said boy we don't believe in no God but one day the daddy had to work and while the daddy was working the friends said good you can come to go to church with us and the little boy said no my daddy whoop me if I go to church but the friends said no we'll be out of church by the time your daddy come back home and so they got to the church and the boy went there he heard 
heard the gospel and he became saved but his daddy got off work early that day and when he got back home his daddy was waiting on him and the daddy said son where you be and the son said daddy I went to church today and the daddy said didn't I tell you not to go to church he said daddy I thought I could go to church and get back home before you got back but daddy I went to church I heard the gospel and I got saved and the daddy took the little boy in the room and started beating him on the back and he started beating him on the back he said boy do you still believe in God he said yes sir daddy the daddy kept beating him on the back he said boy do you believe in God he said yes sir daddy the daddy kept beating him on the back he said boy you believe in God he said yes sir daddy and then the little boy got up and said daddy you keep beating me on the back but he done got in my heart and I still love the Lord I'm a servant in a way and I come to tell you that life sometimes I'll beat you on the back but that's all right I'm a serve the Lord cause it's in my heart to serve the Lord I got to go Salem but is there anybody here that love my Jesus is there anybody here that loves the Lord is there anybody here that know it's all right do you know him have you tried him won't it make a way out of no way he died one Friday they laid him in a borrowed tomb but early I said early one Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord can't nobody hold me like Jesus can't nobody hold me like the Lord can't nobody rock me like Jesus can't nobody rock me like the Lord I gotta go but do you know him have you tried him won't it make a way out of no way ain't he all right if you know he's all right you ought to wave your hands if you know he's all right you ought to clap your hands if you know he's all right you ought to stop your feet shout if you want shout yes he been good to me and he all right he's good all the time and all the time God is good he's good in the morning he's good in the evening he's good in the midnight hour when I'm not good to him he's still good to me he's good all the time and he all right and he all right and he all right ain't 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 and he all right if you know he's all right see yeah see yeah 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 praise his name oh praise his name I gotta go I've held it too long but I done got happy and whenever I get happy I like to call his name because the more I call him the better I feel and the better I feel the more I call him the more I call him the better I feel and the better I feel the more I call him the more I call him the better I feel and the better I feel the more I call him anybody in Salem gonna help me call his name Jesus 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus,
to accept Jesus Christ. Now you ought to be thankful on today because if you feel like your own whole, it doesn't mean that God ain't working on your behalf. Amen. He's always present with us and he'll give you previews. Anybody ever had a preview of what is to come? <laughs> I want to thank God, if you will. The Bible simply says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That if you confess it with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. We have somebody to come and give you life. If you need to give your life to Jesus today and you're in the building, you can come and stand in front of the front pew. But if you are online, if you're there virtual, you can still say in your heart, I trust that when Jesus died, he got up from the grave and he will save me. Come on, somebody, come on. Come on, somebody. Power can do. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. God, spare. He specializes. God. Specializing. I 
know God. God specializes. And he will do what no other power can, can do. Amen, amen. Somebody give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise for this preacher. Amen. Give God praise for Pastor Tyrese Ivey. You helped us today, brother preacher. You helped us today. Amen. We can know that our trouble still won't last always. Amen. 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 Just a few notes on today but before we have pastor come up and give us a benediction, if you will. Uh, we're inviting our youth and children to join us this Saturday, October 30th uh, from 1 to 3. Uh, as we present our trunk or treat um, drive-through at Harrison Hall parking lot, we've asked you to join us for an overload of Bible lessons, trunk displays, and candid treats. Amen. Also, if you will stop by Harrison Hall parking lot from nine to eleven for our community monthly community food drive, nine to eleven. That's that same Saturday. Amen. Amen. We want to uh, thank God and continue to pray for those in our family who are bereaved. And are dealing with bereavement, the funeral service for our sister Sheila Blanks is Friday, October 29th at 11 a.m. Friday, October 29th at 11 a.m. And funeral service for DeAndre Blades uh, is Saturday, October 30th at 12 o'clock. That is the son of our own sister Gail Bush. Amen, amen, amen. So we would ask that you continue to pray for those families who are bereaving and who are still under the shadow of death but we know it's just a shadow that even through those shadows God is with us and he will carry us in the spirit of our safety and security on this morning and continually right now we ask that if you will everybody would exit to my left and your right and we would fellowship on the outside uh, continue, if you will. We thank God in the church for your faithfulness in giving. Amen. Give God praise for the faithfulness in giving. You continue to give virtually online, Giveify, and our other means. And also, if you want to give today in person, you can also give today. And we thank you so much. Thank you so much. I want to just thank God that I got to hear Tyrese Ivy preach again. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Just a, just a note, when, when, I, when I finally accepted the call, God, God gave me some brothers in preaching. And uh, uh, we, we, we consider ourselves covenant brothers. And of, the youngest of that group is Tyrese Ivey. And I have always, I've always admired this young preacher. Uh, y'all heard him say he's 29, but he's been preaching 19 years. Y'all can do the math, or if anybody like me, you might have to count on your fingers, amen. But since he was a young boy, God called him to preach, and now pastoring for 10 years. And I uh, want to thank God for him. Thank God. Something I didn't mention to you, uh, he is an educated preacher. He um, has gone on and got his bachelor's from Anderson University, and now he's working on his master's of divinity. And I, I, my, my joy for him is that I told him a long time ago, I said, Tyrese, the Lord done call you. Don't let people try to counsel you. And I thank you for your diligence, sir. You don't know how much that means to me that you continue to get your education and do that. And thank you. Thank you uh, for our sister today, Sister Ivy. Give God praise for her. I pray for Sister Ivy because anybody want to spend their life with Tyrese, uh, they are taking a great risk. Amen. Amen. Tyrese is from a place called Eastman, Georgia, Dodge County, Middle Georgia. And uh, again, I told y'all he's family, but he has a problem. And he already told y'all he has something added to his body, but he also has a problem because he's from Middle Georgia, but somehow something made him a Florida Gator fan. So we still love our family members and God bless him and Next week, we'll show him what the time is, and amen, amen. Just pass it, come on up, amen. 
Oh, I want to thank, hold on, hold on, come on, Pastor, but I want to also give God praise on today. Our pastor will be celebrating his birthday this week. Amen, amen. He'll be celebrating his birthday this week. Amen. And I, I just want to let everybody know to thank God for the pastor that he has given to this church. The Bible says that he will give you pastors after his heart to feed you with knowledge and understanding. God's heart is so big that he gave us Pastor Richard Benjamin. Is there anybody here that can give God praise for what he has done? Amen, amen, amen. Bless the Lord in this. Why do we give God praise in this house? Amen, amen, amen. It's a wonderful blessing to have people cheering because you're getting old. <laughs> Amen, but I thank God, I do thank God for every day that he has given, and I thank him for every soul that he has placed in my way on this journey. I want to just thank God today for Pastor Tyrese Ivy. Y'all bless the Lord for this young man. Bless, bless the Lord for this, this man. Been preaching for 19 years, 29 years old. Uh, and uh, in, in my work in the state convention and working around preacher pastors and my, the, 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 the job that has been assigned to me, I have an opportunity to see a lot of young preachers, to, to work with a lot of young preachers. And this young man just caught my eye from the very beginning. The first time I saw him, he just caught my eye. And I just thank God for his diligence. I thank God for his seriousness in pastor. I remember him telling me a story one time, never forgot it. Uh, he was a little boy preacher. His dad had built him a church. His grandpa, his grandpa built him a church and a pulpit for him to preach in. And so he had that little, his little, his little, his little house, his little church house and his own pulpit that his granddaddy built because his granddaddy saw what God was doing. I thank God. I thank God for him and his coming today. I thank God for his beautiful wife. Amen. We bless God. We bless God for you. He was actually scheduled to come. Was it revival? Revival? I had asked him to come. And uh, when I called him and asked him to come, he just said yes. And then after he said yes, he told me he was getting married the day before he was coming down here. And I called him back. I said, let me do you a favor. <laughs> I said, buddy, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. I, I, I share with him that my wife and I, when we got married almost when we were 37 years ago, uh, I left our honeymoon to come back home and do a funeral. <laughs> and I ain't lived that down yet. <laughs> Every year at our anniversary, she reminds me. <laughs> That I left out, left the honeymoon to come home to do a funeral. So I, I saved him. And we saved him for this day. And we thank God. We thank God for him. And we thank God for Sister Ivy coming to join. God bless you. God keep you. Reverend Pastor Bush, we thank God for you. Pastor Bush is going to funeralize her son here on Saturday. We'll be having that service. And also with Sheila Blanks, uh, that service on Friday. Uh, we're in a position where we cannot support like we want to. We can't come out like we want to. But let's keep them all in our prayers. And let's just call and do what we can do. Let's, let's make ourselves available to do what we can do. Uh, Pastor Bush, we're praying for you. And we're praying with you. God bless you. God keep you, Reverend Bush. He and, he and his wife are taking a break. And thank you, Pastor Williams. Thank you so much. Amen. I just love the way y'all work. I just love the way you do it. God bless you. God keep you as our prayer. God be with you till we meet again.
There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. 